Hey, this is Max, and you're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast where we search for the truth about the church the way Jesus meant it to be. If you're interested in thinking critically about your faith and the culture you live in, then I'm guessing The Uncommon Truth is going to be right down your alley. I've been a Christian for about 20 years, and I'd say for a big chunk of those years, I felt like something was missing in my Christianity. It wasn't really doubt or unbelief, but it was this sense that that there was something more, a deeper purpose that I was here for. And so a couple years ago, my wife and I set out to find out what we were missing. This podcast is called The Uncommon Truth because a lot of the things we talk about are things you're not going to really hear anywhere else in mainstream Christianity. And really, The Uncommon Truth has been my vehicle to sort of explore some of the things that I've always thought maybe were missing or maybe I didn't quite understand. Today's topic is another one of those things that really I'm just sort of starting to learn. And I'm joined by Jordy Mumby, who's the director of the School of Transformation here at the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. If you've listened to The Uncommon Truth before, you know Jordy and you know his story. He's from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and he's really passionate about understanding the Bible. Today we're going to be talking about how do we understand eternal life, heaven, the kingdom of God, and really what's the point for our lives here on earth as Christians? Are we supposed to believe the bumper stickers that say, not of this world? Um, are we supposed to believe that we're just passing through or that our, our eternal destiny in heaven is the only thing that really matters? Or have we really been missing something? Have we been missing the idea that we've got work to do on this earth to make all things new for Jesus. So that's what Jordy is going to join us here in just a second to share with us. Make sure you stick around for the end of the show, and I'm going to give you some ways that you can share the podcast with a friend, that you can uh, help us boost up our podcast rankings and get more people involved in listening, and ways that you can interact with us here on The Uncommon Truth. So stick around for that. And now we'll get to our conversation with Jordy Mumby here on The Uncommon Truth. All right, Jordy, welcome back. We got we got you two out of three in a row. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. You got any uh, any news of, in the sporting world or Canadian world or anything you've been paying attention to? Well, the only thing to... that's worthy of news is Oilers actually above five hundred. Okay, for the first time in I don't know twenty years. Yeah, has anybody <laughs> scored a goal yet besides um, uh, McDavid or Drysidle? No, we don't need anybody else. Just we're a one line just... team, baby. All right, <laughs> a goalie, two scores. That's all you need. Yeah, there you go. Man, uh, I'm glad ha- hockey's back on. We got my two teams are doing pretty well, which uh, so I, I support the Jets, Winnipeg Jets, right? They got their team back when I was living in Winnipeg, and the uh, the Colorado Avalanche with their two Stanley Cups since <laughs> since they moved to Colorado, and it's hard because they're in the same division. So th- this week it's Jets played last night, Avs play tonight, Jets play tomorrow night, Avs play the next night. It's pretty good. You got Got hockey on every night. So. Well, that's the nice part about living in the States is you actually watch American teams, right? Yeah. So if a Canadian team is playing in Canada, it's almost impossible to watch in the States. Yeah. Because of, I guess, because of TV rights or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I know Oil were playing last night, Carolina. I wanted to watch the game. You can't watch that game for nothing. No? <laughs> no, you couldn't find it anywhere. All right. I'll have to, yeah. we'll, we'll get off the air. I'll, I'll share you my NHL tonight or NHL.com password. Nice. We'll get, uh, yeah. we'll get you on there. Get you watching those Oilers. Um, yeah, so we're, we're here, we're hanging out in the church, we're recording a podcast, it's raining, 
if you hear some uh, stomping around, we got we got some guys hanging Christmas lights. They're uh, setting up for our gift of hope. We we walked in the church and there's a bunch of uh, inflatables set up. So we had a princess castle and a big big bounce house sitting up. We were toying with the idea of doing the doing the podcast from the bounce house, but you know it'd be kind of a little bit loud with those blowers going on. <laughs> Jordy was all for it though, and then then they took him down. Bounces make everything more better, so there yeah. You go. Video podcast, trying to talk <clears throat> that that could be our own little niche theology there on the playground or something Ooh, like that. That'll that'll preach. Yeah, there we go. So um, yeah, I wanted to bring you on. I've been, I guess I've had a little bit of an aha moment, and maybe it snuck up on me in the past year a bit since I've been here, but it's really in the last few weeks I've been thinking about the idea of heaven, eternal life, kingdom of God. And it's something, um, I, I have to think about it as the idea of like the two, the two young goldfish are swimming in their, their, uh, their bowl and they're swimming around early in the morning and an old goldfish swims by them and says, Hey boys, how's the water this morning? And the fish look at each other, the two young fish and look to each other and say, what's water? Mm-hmm. That's sort of how I've been feeling lately, thinking about this idea of of heaven and I guess I you know it's been about 20 years since I've been a Christian I've been a Christian for 20 years and I've I guess I've always taken for granted that the point of Christianity is to get to heaven when you die is that something like you're familiar with have you heard you know yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, so like that's the final destination. Jesus says, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." So yeah, mm. very familiar. And and that's like I'm not alone in that in that assumption. Going that okay, so I'm a Christian because I want to get to heaven. That's sort of commonplace, right? I'm not yeah, the only well, one. Very much, very much, Western world <laughs> commonplace. Yes. And I don't know. I've I've been thinking about that, and it's been been shattered, I guess, a little bit recently. And we'll get to that later, but. So you'd say most most Christians have that kind of assumption that okay, well, and it's an it's it's like water that we swim in. It's not really something that you even think about, right? Like you yeah. you talk about oh, so and so is watching me from heaven, or mm-hmm. um, like I can't wait to get to heaven, and we talk about the things we want to do there. It's going to be like this, yeah. or it's going to be like that. Yeah. Um, I see the bumper stickers on on people. This is probably a real big '90s thing. The <clears throat> N-O-T-W with like the crown of thorns, not of this yeah. world, right? That was pretty popular in youth group. Yeah. Everybody got their first car and slapped one of those on the back of their 89 <laughs> Honda, right? Um, but I, I'm I'm kind of getting the sense, the more I hang around you, the more I hang around um, people that are actually dissecting the words of Jesus and trying to live them out, that might not be exactly what Jesus had in mind. And, and maybe he wouldn't even recognize that that belief of heaven, like heaven is the point of Christianity. Right. So we make not the, we make out heaven to be the destination when it's very, it's a very real place. It exists. It Mm. has people in it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's where people go and they die. We, we have all that, but where, where we miss it is that isn't the end of the story. The Bible says that there's there's more to the story than that. So yeah, mm. heaven is a very real place. It's a different dimension. People live there. You go there when you die, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not the end of the story. And I think that's where people get confused is they make uh, the middle part of the story the end of the story. Mm. And we lose hope, unfortunately, about the end of the story. And ultimately, the end of the story is new heaven, new earth. Okay. So 
where did this where did this idea that we have i guess in the modern church here in the west especially where did that come from that conception that um it's all just about getting to heaven when you die right so you read the bible so it's obviously past that uh, because the bible doesn't say that it mm-hmm. says parts of that obviously but it also gives us the the glimpse in, into the end of the story so we would have to go travel past first century to to really know where this uh, belief system came from and the, to the best of my knowledge it came around medieval times okay that's when that idea was perpetrated and honestly it's like who doesn't like that story yeah hey you get to go to heaven when you die you say yes to jesus you get to go to heaven when you die mm-hmm. cool i'm there man yeah right? without like like once again heaven is a real place we'll go there when we die like we know that jesus says i've gone to make a place for you like, mm-hmm. like it's a real place that exists yeah. right but then they don't tell us the rest of the story and i think that's where the confusion slash enlightenment lies mm-hmm. right i'm just going oh there's there's more to this story yeah who why aren't we speaking on this stuff right yeah well it seems like so those medieval times it was like those guys like dante and writing his inferno and there's a lot of a lot of works during those those times about uh, about the afterlife and sort of like yeah. speculative right right and they it almost seems like kind of borrowing from the pagan realm of like okay well this is this is um i think it's called platonism right like there's the separation of body and and mm. mind and then it evolves into like gnosticism where right. where the spirit is good and the the matter is evil that mm. sort of thing and and so we get this idea that okay the earth is bad and our souls are good so we need to like kind of separate them out and um and some like that's obviously not what it says in the Bible, and <laughs> no. you know, <laughs> no, the Bible. Certain books of the Bible are actually written to contradict that very thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've uh, so weirdly have adopted some of that um, medieval teaching into our own 21st century North American uh, mm-hmm. Christianity, you know. And then and people get disillusioned and, and lose sight of why they're actually alive and why they're Christians, because we just say, "Well, I, I said the prayer, I get to go to heaven when I die." So, yeah. Well, that's. That's not the end of the story, though. It's because you're putting the that like that's the point, right, of being a Christian. And uh, Steve told us this story today in in a class. There's a guy whose whole his whole life is spent walking around the hospital in town and trying to trying to just get people to pray the prayer with him. And uh, and he's got this ungodly number of (laughs) of people that have apparently said yes to Jesus and are are going to go to heaven when they die. And, uh, and the, t- he was saying the number is more than the people that live in the whole town. Like, why isn't our town any different? Right. If that's right. If that's the case. Yeah. Um, so, so when we talk about heaven today, what are some of the things that like Paul or Jesus would be like, uh, I don't recognize that. <laughs> well, I guess to start off, um, just with the words of Jesus, as, as a nice foundation mm-hmm. to see where, where his perspective was. It's in the most memorized section of Scripture, which is the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. This is your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth. Yeah. As it is in heaven. And if we look at our perspective, sometimes we switch that around. And we want to mm. make... Uh, we don't want to make earth look like heaven. We just want to get out of earth and yeah. into heaven, right? Yeah. Our perspective becomes heaven rather than earth. When I, I think... In the, in the Lord's Prayer, that's what he's actually talking about. Yeah. Is heaven come down to earth. And so ultimately, at the end of the story, if I could just burst the bubble right now, at the end of the story, it is heaven and earth in a marriage. They come together. 
Mm. And so like, if, you, if your perspective is that, heaven exists, very real place, a whole bunch of people in there right now. Earth, very real place, a whole bunch of people here right now, right? The ultimate end of the story is the marriage of those two things, heaven and earth coming together. And so our perspective has to be of that of Jesus. So he's praying for the end to happen, if you will, mm. which would be the marrying of heaven to earth. And so yeah. that should be our prayer life. Our prayer life should, should be asking for the kingdom to come on this earth, just like it is in heaven. And so really making all things new as the purpose yeah. Yeah. of a Christian life, because Jesus comes to make all things new. He says, behold, I made all things new. Mm-hmm. I'm making all things new. And so like we join in with that, with that journey. But here we are in this world that is not made new yet. No. Right? Yeah. Heaven is a very real place, but we are actively trying to participate in what heaven is doing on this earth right here. Yeah. And so we get to participate in this marriage that hasn't quite happened yet. So we, we get the fast forward button on everything. We really get to participate in the end of the story right now, which really makes this whole perception uh, very confusing if you come at this Christianity thing with a, I get to go to heaven when I die, period. Yeah. You know, like you've actually done the opposite of what the Lord's Prayer says. Like you want to leave the earth and go to heaven mm-hmm. when he's asking us to actually call heaven down to earth. Yeah. And so it's a complete perspective change. And so if with a, that perspective change, it also comes with an identity change. And then with an identity change, then your behavior is going to change. And so uh, like, once you get that, this is where Jesus and this is where the early apostles were actually pushing us towards. Hmm. There's going to be a place where everything is made new. See, Jesus started the process on the, on the cross, but then he gave it to all of us to start to own with him, right? Yeah. And so he's empowered yeah. us to actually do the same things as him, calling heaven that's perfect down to earth, imperfect, right. for that one day where Jesus comes back and heaven and earth is actually going to be married together. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, the fullness of the new covenant will be accomplished. And that's yeah. what the end of Revelation tells us. Yeah, I, th- I remember one of the biggest, I guess, most formative things in my early Christianity was, um, do you ever read the, that book series, Left Behind? <laughs> no, I never see oh, it. Oh, man, it was... <laughs> right now, I go back and think of it, and it was actually, like, I really loved it. I loved the story, but it was, it was it's kind of cringy looking back at it, like the the mm-hmm. guy's name. The <laughs> It's very, like, mid-'90s, early-2000s in, in every way, but the, the guy's names are, like... Uh, Rayford Steele and <laughs> nice. uh, Buck. I can't remember Buck's last name, but um, and I'd listen to him on audiobooks on road trips with my family. It was like my thinly veiled attempt to sort of like evangelize my family mm. by scaring them about Revelation, you know? Oh, no. and, so, <laughs> and actually, we were heading down to spring training baseball. My dad, my dad went to our little dinky public library, which had audiobooks, but it had like thirteen audiobooks at the time. And he had like fourth in the series of like 12. And so he picked that one up because it sounded interesting. And he started reading it. I'm like, this is a Christian book, but I'm not going to tell them that. And we just listened <laughs> to it the whole way. And it's talking about like the the earthquake that, you know, that shatters everything and the whole world earthquake. And yeah. I don't know. But I, a lot of my ideas about that, I think, came from a lot of my ideas about the end of the story came from that where the real goal was like, oh man, we missed the rapture. We missed escaping earth. And now we're stuck on this earth. How do we get off this horrible earth? Right? (laughs) Right. Now you're getting into some, 
theology yeah that's or... <laughs> that's what's uh, eschatology right the end yeah, times exactly. and i don't, I don't yeah. really want to get all there but the that idea was pervasive in that right that we got to oh, get off much. the earth get it like it's the titanic right yeah. right I, I don't really want to get into that eschatology kind of stuff because everybody has an opinion on oh yeah on and it gets people stuff, fired right? up right and the, the rapture good bad whatever i, I just whatever I, I don't know but what i do know is the end of the story Right. which is the marriage of heaven and earth. And I yeah. think that needs to be per- our perspective because that was very much the early church father's perspective. You know? so, so it's one of those confusing things that I don't think needs to be there. It, like once you have what Jesus says, plus the end of the story, I think a, a lot of those confusing things can kind of just be set aside for a minute. Yeah. As you know, the direction that these guys are pulling in. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I wanted to ask you about is, what are like what are the unintended consequences of having the having this like sort of medieval cultural idea of heaven that we've all have you know that we're just trying to escape to heaven yeah what does that do to a person's theology here on earth in the next 50 years that we got or whatever you know like how do do we live that way ultimately it's selfish because it's about you yeah i get mine i get to go to heaven when i die not about you Mm -hmm. like i don't need to I don't need to change my lifestyle. I don't need to change my job, my car, my house. I don't need to really adjust anything. I get to go to heaven when I die. So it becomes a very selfish theology, mm. a, a selfish lifestyle. Because after all, it's just, well, it's just, it's about me. Yeah. And, and that carries through and everything. So like, like we start to pray these silly prayers. Like, oh, Jesus, I'm ready. Come on back. Right? Yeah. When you're oh, looking yeah. around going like, but you just sent a whole bunch of people to hell potentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? If you, if you just end it now, think of all the people around us. Because like if it's just about you going to heaven when you die, right? It is yeah. just Jesus, come on back. I'm ready, baby. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Rather yeah. than concern about your neighbor, you know. Yeah, and then it. What I always thought when I, when I kind of unknowingly had this viewpoint before, I, I realized I was in water. Um, I always thought, so there, Jesus talks about having treasure in heaven. It's like, well, I'm going to be in heaven, right? I'd rather be a janitor in heaven than, yeah. you know. And then I saw I saw in Babylon B uh, the other day this uh, this one, and I showed it to my friend who works uh, in the kids' department at church, and, and it says, uh, woman who worked for 40 years with a three-year-old class uh, has a mansion in heaven, um, or is a total baller in heaven, and she's baller like, she's that. got like this golden mansion and like a gold plated front yeah. driveway and everything. And then you read the caption, and it's like, Saint Peter drove her past the slums where all the megachurch pastors live, oh, no. <laughs> up to the top of the hill where her mansion was. But I, I guess I always thought this, like, okay, well, you know, it, the goal is to get to heaven, and yeah, I'd like to have some treasure there, but. I can't it really be that bad if I don't have piles of you know treasure from what I did here on Earth, right? It's still heaven. Yeah, it's a messed up uh, point of view. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it is all about me, right? Like, yeah, no, I'll just much. I'll just have fun here, and yeah, it'll be good later, right? <laughs> so, but in in all seriousness, you're talking about a selfish selfish faith. Is that yeah. is that why the North American Church is sort of where we're at? Where it's like, man, this. We're not experiencing a ton of peace. We're not experiencing a ton of transformation around us. Um, right. we, we don't have a whole lot of, like the society doesn't see really much different than no. themselves, right? Right. I think once you have a perspective of resurrection life, and we can also call that eternal life, you know, I think that's where we'll have a better perspective in, in going forward, right? Uh, losing the selfish mentality. 
because it's all about me. Mm-hmm. And then moving into like an eternal life thing, like where where we get to actually participate with heaven right now. Yeah. Like now, now it gives me some responsibility and some incentive at the same time. Really, like really, you trust me with something? Like you want me to do something with my life now? Yeah, some ownership. Because you actually want to, me to actively pull down heaven to earth? Like that's that's amazing to me. Hmm. And we can do this in all sorts of different ways, but I think we also get stuck just the same way that we get stuck with this. I get to go to heaven when I die. Principle with it. Well, well, bringing the kingdom down to earth now is all about healing. It's like, no, that's a okay. per, that that's a part of it. Yeah. Right. So we should actively be doing that because that is an end of the story action, where there's no more tears and there's mm-hmm. no more sickness and there's no more death and all that stuff. Like that's what we actually get to pull down from heaven to establish right now. So that selfish mentality should go away with that. And so I don't think the church has really picked up on this to the degree that it needs to, of yeah. knowing they are actually the salve that the world needs, right? So yeah. sometimes we just cloister together, you know, do our Sunday thing, feel the good Benedict about ourselves. option, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and it's actually a deception that we feel that we actually did something with our lives. No, you went to church. You met a bunch of people. That's great. But... The act of heaven coming to earth, establishing itself in your midst, in your family, in your, in your job, and all that stuff, right? You didn't do any of that. You just went to church. Hmm. You went to, you grouped up with a bunch of people that you agree with, and you felt good about yourself, and you went home. Yeah. Right? Like and that's a where the... community. That's yeah. where the, I get to go to heaven when I die mentality comes from, I think. Right? It's just like, I got mine. I got mine. I don't need to do anything else. Is it sort of one of those things where you... Like we talk about on the Uncommon Truth a lot about kind of even subconsciously ignoring truths that make us feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Just like, man, well, if that was really true, that we're we're not just we're not just escaping, but we're we're actually trying to establish something here. Yes. That means there's a lot of work for me to do. Yes. A lot of work for us to do. And if there's a lot of work for us to do, there's a lot of work for me to do. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Sounds Maybe like a lot of work. <laughs> what's less work might be just ignoring what that says and going with the Hallmark version of heaven, right? Yeah. So like th- that gives us motivation for what we do on a day-to-day basis around here. It's like, why are you doing this stuff? Yeah. And so like, we'll have guests come in and they'll, they'll see what we're doing. And ultimately the question is going to come around like, man, you guys, you guys work hard. Yeah. And, and my answer, if I'm allowed to give it, if they ask me personally, I'll say, because there's a lot of work to do. Hmm. That's why we work a lot. Yeah. Because there's a lot of work to do. If you've ever driven through Southside, you know, we ain't there yet. <laughs> heaven, yeah. is, heaven is not establishing itself here yet. Yes. We have bits and pieces, and I'll hear stories from old timers about how, like the church is on Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. about how Fort Wayne used to be. Yeah. And Fort, like, this end of Fort Wayne that the church is on was the worst part of Southside. That's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And now it is the best part of Southside. Yeah. This is where people actually feel safe. Uh, kids can come around and yeah. they know they're, they're, they're all right. So, like, that's a bit of heaven coming to earth. But it didn't come just because, well, we wanted to come. Yeah. It came well, through a the, lot of work. Those old timers, um, a lot of them are, are sponsoring kids this time of year for our Christmas gift a bunch of kids in this neighborhood, 1,200 kids actually, including some fire victims, are getting sponsored for Christmas. And um, and so what we did, we put all, you know all this, but the listeners, we put all the Christmas trees at different places like uh, the bank or Starbucks or um, just different businesses that people go to. They pick a kid off a tree, shop for them, and then bring the gift to our office, which is on Fort Wayne here in Southside Oroville. And uh, the 
the ladies that run the tree at the bank, they came to me and said, Hey, uh, our, our, our customers were wondering, and lots of the older folks, they were wondering if they could just drop the gifts off at the bank here in downtown. And, uh, we, we <laughs> can just drop them off for them. Cause, yeah. uh, they, they don't really want to go by themselves down to South side. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick it up. That's for the sake of getting a kid Christmas presents. We'll come yeah. three minutes down the road to you. But yeah, I, I definitely see that. And, I've seen myself change in that where it's like walking around with my head on a swivel between between where I live at my apartment to uh to the office or to the church when I first got here and and now it's just like you know saying hi to the the guy who's camping on the corner and yeah. right that sort of thing and it's just a little bit different but you're right it does it it is a establishing principle that it's not where it needs to be yet Right. Um, so I, I th- one thing that I found kind of, kind of helpful thinking about this in the last couple of weeks, I know you're really into Tom Wright, N.T. Wright, as he writes by, and he's written dozens oh, of books. Yeah, he's he's like the, he's, would you say he's probably like the number one New Testament scholar in the world today? Yeah, nowadays in the last probably five years, yeah, yeah, he's creeped to the top, yeah. He's like he, but he's also really, really easy to understand, and he's just got like he's yes. got a podcast. We've talked about it. It's called Ask NT Write Anything. That's a good one. Yeah, and um, and he's just really he's just really winsome and easy to to listen to, and um, he's got some YouTube teaching too, which is fun. But he had he told me this idea, or he didn't tell me, he didn't call me up, but he was talking about this idea of. The, the in Philippians, Paul's writing to the church in Philippi, which is a Roman colony, and he says, "We are citizens of heaven." Yes. And the word "citizen," because he's he's reading as he's reading the Bible, he's reading it out of Greek. He's not just tra- he's translating it on the fly. He's not reading a, a American or an English translation. He says, "This word here means they they're Roman citizens going to bring Rome to Philippi." That's right. It's not like they are. Romans who are find themselves stuck in Philippi and they're just wanting to get back to Rome. They're actually actively trying to expand Rome's borders out into out into this new region. Yes. And bring Rome to Philippi. And so Paul's saying that as a like and that's what we should be doing as citizens of heaven. We Absolutely. should be colonizing this earth and yep. winning it back kind of to restore all things, right? Yeah. So, so what is what would our life actually be like if that's how how we did church? Well, we would actually be answering the Great Commission. You'd read Matthew twenty eight, the end of Matthew twenty eight, where he says, "Go into all the nations, make disciples of all nations." You know, like we'd actually be doing those things, hmm. like they, if that was our perspective. But uh, I don't, I don't see like people running to the front of that line <clears throat> to yeah. go make disciples of all nations. You know, like mm-hmm. just Reinhard Bonnke died the other day. You know, and yeah, so I've been hearing some of the stuff that he's said lately as. You know, he was South stuff. South African or he's German. German, and he where did he where did he minister at? Well, he wanted all of Africa. Okay, so he yeah. was everywhere in Africa. Yeah, and his deal was just the Great Commission, man. The Great Commission. That mm-hmm. was it. Holy Spirit power with great with the Great Commission, and that was his that was his drive. Yeah, you know, and I I, I find that really inspiring to know that that's the drive, <clears throat> rather than what we've been talking about is. Sometimes the drive is, I get to go to heaven when I die. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so different 
what the Bible actually says about go make all disciples, yeah. go make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. and go on with you to, to the very end of the age. Like that's powerful stuff, you know? Yeah. Like that's how I think our mentality needs to shift and change is going, no, there's a commission that he's given all of us and let's go to make disciples. How do you, how do we do that? Yeah. I don't know. Starts with one. Yeah. <laughs> right? well. Starts with one. I don't know else to, to say it, you know? Yeah. Just once again, just hopping on the Reinhardt Bonky because that's where I'm at. He started with a little tent, old 800 people. That little tent filled up, bought a bigger tent, hmm. stopped doing tents. <laughs> you know, in one meeting, they say, I don't know how they measure this, but they say 6 million people showed up one time. Holy yeah. To one of his meetings. Wow. You know, it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he wasn't preaching, you get to go to heaven when you die. He was yeah. definitely going after salvation, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was his, his shtick was make disciples. Yeah. And so that's, that's a big deal to me. That we would kind of carry up that 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 call. Yeah. So the, I mean, there's always a balance in church between between like discipling those who are in in church and always going further up and farther in for the people who already know, and then reaching out to the the communities around you, right? Um, but I think, and you know, one of the reasons that we moved here to California is because it seems like like how I explained it to people when I when I moved was like, yeah, they're they're all about evangelism and they're all about discipleship. It's like hundred yeah. percent about both. Right. Right. And I'd never found a place that was really like that. Like I know in college we were, we were in the navigators. I was in the navigators ministry and it was like 70, 30, like 70% discipleship and 30% um, going, going and talking to new people and trying to get them to, to jump on board. And then there was the campus crusade for Christ kids, yeah. and they were they were flipped on that. They were seventy percent about like getting new people in, and ah, what happens when you're done? Yeah. Now you can go join the navigators, I guess, right? <laughs> Get but, discipled. But that's that's like so different when you actually when you actually don't just pick and choose what you want to believe from scripture. Yeah, and I, I don't think actually people really do that consciously. No. It's just uh, I don't know what that means or. This is the water I grew up swimming in, so very I'm going to go with that, right? It's very much a cultural thing, very much. You know, it's it's hard to get somebody off of their cultural thing. Like, yeah. just just that notion that I'm talking about, it's like, like a cultural thing where we get people to give their lives away for the benefit of somebody else, not mm-hmm. guaranteeing if they're going to pick it up or not. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. like, that's not a very popular message, you know? Yeah. Like, that that's not a culture thing. A culture thing for us is something that's easy and palatable, which I get to go to heaven when I die. Yeah. Everybody can pick that one up. Mm-hmm. But actually hear and understand what the Bible says about our role in this earth. About no, It's about laying your life down. It's mm-hmm. about picking up your cross. It's about making disciples of all nations. It's about making all things new. It's about traveling with Jesus and trying to accomplish this kingdom of heaven down on earth kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's so counterculture. Yeah, it's so counterculture mm-hmm. that when people do hear it, they hear it as an offense. Yeah, right. It's like, how dare you tell me that? No, that's that's not what I grew up with. But and like you're you're talking mostly people who are Bible loving Christians, right? That's what I found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they once again cloister themselves in their church and think that they're doing that they're doing doing something. And they're mm-hmm. not. They're they're really not. <laughs> ultimately they're not you know yeah. they might be encouraging each other whatever that's great but that's not the end of the story that's, that's not what we're made for mm-hmm. you know we're made for actually this participation in making all things new yeah around us and what does that look like 
I'm not quite going to give you a blueprint on that stuff because I think it's different for each culture and each scenario and situation. Yeah. But it's a matter of, are you giving your life away? Mm-hmm. Are you laying your life down so somebody can pick theirs up? To me, that's kingdom of heaven come to earth. Yeah, that's you know? something that at least, at the very least, the the people around in the community around your church who are not not yet Christians, they're going to notice that. I right? think so. Like I every, mean, everybody knows us in this neighborhood, you know? Yeah. They might have not all decided for Jesus by any means. Like, there's still severe poverty, severe addiction issues around us, yeah. but they know who we are. Yeah. And ultimately, they know where to go for help. Yeah. You know, like numerous times, people would just show up on our door, you know, our office door and church sometimes. It's just, I need help. I don't know where else to go. Mm-hmm. There's one guy who's actually back in LRM right now, and he was in LRM a long time ago. And he graduated, lived his life, et cetera, whatever. Life happened over the last decade or so, you know. And he found himself in trouble again. And he went all the way back. He lived in a different part of America. And he drove him all the way back, himself all the way back here because he knew this is where he could get help. Yeah. From wow. people that actually cared and, and knew that would love him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that's pretty special. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, just a part of making all things new. Yeah. He still has to choose, but he recognized that heaven is here on earth. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I think that I think understanding that idea of heaven, heaven being the middle point of the story, that that a new all, all things new, new heaven, new earth. Um, that's really like I don't know. I'm still spinning on this. I might come back to you next week and be like, hey, we we got to do another podcast. I've been thinking longer, um, but I think. I think like that might be, that might just be the missing piece that people, you know, people love grasping onto meaning and purpose, right? And I think there's a lot of people out there and a lot of people probably who listen to this podcast because we talk about this stuff all the time that are just like, man, I'm, I'm struggling to find meaning and purpose yeah. in my daily life. Like what, there's got to be something more than just, than just like <laughs> plodding along and and you know waiting to die for yeah. your life to begin right <laughs> right like if un, in so, that so sad. <laughs> in that in that case you might just be like you know hey like set me an alarm for 40 years Siri so i can uh, <laughs> so i can have fun for now make a yeah. ton of money and then i'll uh, and then i'll i'll decide for Christ then right yeah. no, no. but i think there's a lot of people who are just like man i th- i feel something missing and and i think it's the meaning and purpose of like being, what does it mean to be a co-worker with Christ, right? Yeah. A, a co-worker with God's co-workers in the harvest field. And um, that's one of the reasons I loved working summer camp because it's like, man, we're doing something. Like kids coming in angry, mad at the world because they've been in five foster homes in the past like year, right? And then they're coming to camp and you guys want to tell me what to do too. And then they leave going, wow, these people actually love me. Like everything yeah. was about me here. And they they gave their time and they're mm-hmm. like didn't make any money and stayed up all night with me talking right and, yep. um f- like for me uh, uh at the end it wasn't really like that was just summer right and I needed to find a way that that was how I lived my life not just nine nine weeks out of the year or four months out of the year but actually year round and. And so that's when I'm when I'm kind of like, what am I doing here? What what do I what am I doing living in the ghetto, um, <laughs> answering phones at a front desk, right? Um, 
that's that's the sort of thing that I have to continually remind myself. It's yeah, it's about yeah. it's about like this purpose. That's right. Right. It's about and, your, your place um, in the cog that makes this whole thing move. And unfortunately, it's not it's not often about me. <laughs> like it's really it's really not. I, I sometimes think, man, I kind of wish I would have come up from that, like had nothing and had to, had right. to yeah. get help because then I'd mm-hmm. just be so thankful for where I, <laughs> where I was at. But I kind of came came from the wrong side of the hill. I came down the hill. And so I'm like, man, some days it's just like, oh, that house we used to live in was a lot bigger. <laughs> right. <laughs> or uh, remember when yeah. we had two cars? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days. Eh? But um, yeah, reminding myself. And, and you came from the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like I recognize that people need me. You know, I'm not quite sure how to exercise myself in, in uh, meeting the needs f- uh, from time to time. But then there's other days that, you know, it just, it's like walking on water. It's just you, you meet the needs. It's you know what you're made for. You find your purpose here and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just like I, I can't stress enough about how my and our generation needs a, a group of adults around us to tell us what to do, mm-hmm. you know, to, to bring down heaven for us, you know? And then for us as, you know, middle-aged people, as going to the younger generation and going, you need what we have. Like this whole discipling pro- process, you know, it's just like making all things new. Like my kid is kind of in the middle, obviously, between where I'm at and a child. So he's 11. Yeah. My oldest son, you know? And I see him go through the school system and just like how insane it is and if i just park my butt on going well i get to go to heaven when i die maybe maybe i'll preach to him and he'll go to heaven when he dies it's like we, we miss so much of the party you know it's like my son yeah. is made for something and so he's going to be in effect in this world i don't know how he's going to be made effect in this world but he's going to know that his life is supposed to be directed in, in that way mm-hmm. you know it's like there's so many groups of people around us that just need us as Christians to rise up as Christians, lay our lives down for them so they can be better off. Yeah. Like, so the one thing that I've done is is visit people in the jail, you know, just the, a slice of, of society that cannot get to church if they want it to. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to take it to them. And it's super inconvenient. And oh, like yeah. you're meeting people in jail. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're, they ain't, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> right it's not exactly an audience that one would want let's go there yeah you know yeah it is a captive audience though <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> yeah so just go in there and lay your life down and just and these guys might never get it yeah i might not have the capacity to get it but here i am laying my life down mm-hmm. this is, like these are the the areas that we have to mo- move ourselves in like mm-hmm. i want to make all things new so I got this person in front of me, like I can start to motivate him into doing something different, perhaps. Yeah. Disciple him into doing something different. I yeah. got my son. I got I got a whole school system around me that needs to be discipled in, in the way that it should go with heaven coming to earth. Yeah. Right. Like there's so much need is the point I'm trying to make. There's so much need. There's just and the church is just sometimes just just hamstrung on what mm-hmm. it needs to do. And all it needs to do is get out there. There's there's a uh, uh, single mothers out there yeah. that are just mm-hmm. hanging on by a thread. And all they yeah. need is for somebody to come by and say, Oh man, I'm hanging get- on for a, by a thread when my wife goes to the store, hangs out with your wife last night <laughs> right. until 1030 making cookies. Just like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> and two of them were asleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, like all they, they just need somebody to go get them groceries perhaps, yeah. you know, or they just need you to take their kid for a minute so they can get out of the house for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's so, simple 
But at the same time, it takes effort. And that's where the whole, the whole stress is, I guess, about, well, I just get to go to heaven when I die. Mm -hmm. Hope you get it someday. Right? It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yes. Heaven. Go. Yes. That's good. (laughs) But it's not the ultimate purpose of why we're here. Ultimate purpose of why we're here is to make all things new, bring heaven to to earth, give our lives away, you know, and and really participating right now in the end of the story of heaven marrying earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and when we when we focus on salvation being the only like the be all and end all, right? Then, then ironically, we we end up not putting ourselves out there and not affecting as many people for salvation yeah. in the long run, right? But when you read the Bible, when you see what salvation actually looks like to the first century, early church fathers—that's what I call them—is yeah. they were motivated to change the world around them, and they did. Yeah, it wasn't. Hey, cool! I get to go to heaven when I die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's part of the process, <laughs> right? Yep. But ultimately, that's not why you're on this earth. If you if you come into salvation, you go you come into participating in what Jesus is doing. Yeah, and what He's doing is making all things new. Yeah, well, if we if the whole goal of humanity was just to get as many people to heaven when they die oh, as possible, yeah. then why create humans in the first place? Right? Like, just yeah. pop us into existence in heaven. Let's call it good. Right you now. Have our, I'll take my mansion now. Let's roll, right? That's good, and I'm I'm really glad. I'm I, I don't know if people can tell I'm a verbal processor. What you call a verbal processor? I like to talk things out, um, and it's really helpful to have somebody as as knowledgeable as yourself to to talk it out with. I appreciate it. Yeah, I want to have you back sometime to to talk about uh, this thing that's been rolling around in your mind. The uh, I'm, I'm not here to lead a rebellion oh, uh, yeah. words of Jesus but that, that'll be a little teaser for next time we get Jordy on so thank you so much for, for uh, spreading some wisdom yeah my pleasure always. Merry Christmas man you got it well thank you so much for listening to The Uncommon Truth I hope that conversation was true to form for you and something that caused you to think a little bit and to examine what you believe and, and maybe how you're you're facing the idea of heaven, eternal life, kingdom of God, all that stuff. If you enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to share it with a friend, you can scroll down into the show notes and I've got a link there that you can copy and paste into a text message or an email and really anything. And you can send that to your friend or relative and they'll be able to open that. It'll take them directly to whichever device podcast platform they want to listen on. So if they're on a Mac computer or an iPhone, it'll take them to Apple Podcasts. Uh, If they're on an Android, it'll take them to Spotify, etc. While you're at it, I'd love it if you could jump on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening on and just leave us a rating or review. What that does is it boosts us up the podcast charts and gives us more visibility. So people that want to listen to conversations like this about Christianity and what's missing, they they can join in on the conversation. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation, I've put my email down in the show notes. You can find that. You can send me an email about what you'd like to hear on the show, anything you'd like to comment on, and I would love to shout you out on air. So that's going to just about do it for us. If you'd like some more content between now and next week's episode, you can scroll down into those show notes and you can find our YouTube channel and check out some sermons from some of our pastors, or you can jump on Amazon with the links provided and check out some of Steve's books that are for sale there. So Merry Christmas, hope you have a great week, and thank you for listening to The Uncommon Truth.